Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. Happy Monday or however you're feeling today. That's totally fine. If you're not happy, that's okay too. And I understand why there's a lot going on in the world. Um, Yesterday, I really took the stance of just going with the flow as best as I could. And it really did help in going with the flow and not resisting all that's going in and being fully accepting of where we are right now in the world. Um, so I'm offering that to you as maybe a suggestion, an opportunity of you being able to see how you're showing up right now, how you're responding to what's happening in the world. And I think that's a really great place to, uh, to be rather than focused on what's happening, but focused on how you're responding to it. Um, and your responses might change daily and it might change in different p- points in the day. Um, and all of that's okay. But being aware of how you respond is important. Speaking of how you respond, this conversation with Hema Harridan is a really amazing insight view on how you can show up for the world and hold space and open your heart for all sides, for all voices, for all perspectives, to hold space for compassion and grace for everybody to heal right now at their own time, at their own pace. But you're going to be that mediator to hold space for people to heal. And I think it's an important narrative to have right now that's something you may not hear wide, widely spread in the mainstream media. And um, it's important for you to know where you fit in in all of this and how you can have a role in helping people heal and move forward and move our humanity forward. This conversation is so important. I'm so glad you're here tuning into it. Hema Harridan is an author, healer, and entrepreneur. She created the Ascended Entrepreneur Mastery School. We talk about that school, and we also talk about her book, From Homeless to Healer, which is a really insightful, very straightforward book on how you can um, understand your soul's purpose. And in her school as well, she helps you to uncover your soul's unique blueprint. We talk about that as well. This conversation, like I said, is very important, and you're here for a reason. You're listening and tuning into this for a very important reason, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so glad you guys are all here. I have a very special guest today. Hema Harridan is joining us on Inner Guidance Daily. Welcome, Hema. Thank you for having me. Honored. Thank you for being here. So just for a frame of reference, for everybody who's tuning in, Hema is an author, healer, entrepreneur. She's the creator of Ascended Entrepreneur Mastery School. I love that name. Um, and that is a school to help show you how to bridge the gap between your spiritual practices and your businesses, which we're going to ask her about because I know a lot of people listening are going to want to know about that. Um, she's al- also the author of Homeless to Healer. And I've read her book, a portion of her book, And it's very straightforward and it's very like, girl or man, (laughs) get up there, get out there, start living your life. And we're going to ask some questions about that as well. But largely, Hema, you know, you, you state your purpose as being able to show people how to access their divine power and to be the creator of, of, of their life. And I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I, I woke up. So when I woke up, I realized that there was a gap somewhere in, you know, in, in the reality that I was living and um, in what I was meant to experience here. 
And when I realized that there were many others that were experiencing that, then I just kind of set out to see how to, to bridge that and how to close that for many people. Um, so yeah, we could go deeper into that, but there's so many places to start. So. Yeah. Well, let me, let's start here. How did you, um, how did you get into being a healer? Like, how did you know that this was the line of work you were meant to be doing? Yeah, I have a super cool story around that. Um, <laughs> so I originally had a tax franchise. I had a couple of locations. I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was 23, just coming out of a homeless shelter. Um, so that's kind of what's the, the backbone of the book and the details are in there. But after having run my company for about four years and coming to this point where I was still unfulfilled internally, um, I knew that there was something more and there was something that was opening up inside of me that um, made me realize the life that I was living wasn't necessarily the life that I was meant to be living. And it was just this knowing that was coming in. It, you know, on paper, it looked like everything was perfect. I had a husband, I had a daughter. I owned a business, you know, ultimate freedom. But inside, there was just this knowing that something was more, something more was calling me. Um, then my grandfather passed away. And usually when somebody dear to you passes away, that kind of opens up the floodgates. So that's what happened. And after he passed, um, I started to question the meaning of life and what was I doing it all for. That led me to selling my companies. Uh, I ended up getting like a really good offer for them. And I was like, this is my exit. This is my way out because I'm not happy doing this. This this turned into a job, right? Like opening this business turned into a job and this is not what I wanted from life. So I took some time off. I sold the companies, just took some time off to be a mom. Uh, I think my daughter was about seven or eight. Yeah, seven or eight at the time. And I just wanted to stay at home with her because since, since she was in the womb, I was on the go. I was in college when I got pregnant for her. And like, she was born during spring break and I went right back the classes like right after right so it's really my time to to be with her um then something happened where i didn't receive the payments from my company and like that kind of into this panic of like oh i thought i was about to enter this dream period in my life and now it's not going to happen that caused everything between my ex-husband and i to kind of like come up to the surface around finances and the marriage um and it was like a breaking point for me where i was like i I'm not supposed to be in this marriage. I need to be out on my own. Like I was recognizing that it was kind of a toxic situation. Um, and I was recognizing all the fear that I had. So I turned to meditation. I grew up as a Hindu. Um, so that's kind of just like in my, my blood. Um, and I have put it aside uh, for a while. So I just turned back to that and just started to do, you know, chanting and mantras. And then that led me to seeing, um, kind of like the more mainstream side of it because when I would ask the deeper questions to my my parents or like those that I was raised in in the tradition they didn't really have the answers to me for me and it wasn't satisfying like what was happening so I just started to go on the search myself um, and I started reading all these books on law of attraction I know so many people like went in that direction something still didn't feel right about it to me it was just this knowing that um, the law of attraction was kind of really mental and I was already like an intuitive person. So I, I just knew that I felt broken to, you know, to put it the easiest way. Like I just felt broken. So I was like, so then 
I need to heal, right? Like if I feel broken, I need to heal. Mm. Um, and one of the books that I read ha- talked about the data brainwave and I love bridging science. Like I, I think that, and I know for a fact that there's this merging that happens with your body, with the scientific nature of all that has been explored and your spiritual nature. Like it's not a separate thing. Mm-hmm. So I love to put the two together and starts to tune in, um, feel into the data brainwave. That's what happens when you go into meditation. So I Googled it a little bit. The healing center pops up, like Theta Healing Center pops up. And it, there was like all the synchronicity about it. I go into the details in the book. Um, and I remember looking at my ex-husband, still my husband at the time, and I was like, just give me the easy pass. Because the meditation was like in, in an hour. And I was like, just give me the easy pass. You need to stay with the kid. <laughs> Like, I just need to go do this thing. Because, you know, when you're in that state and you just, you need that assistance, you're just like, I'm good. Um, and I get to the center and, and we, we go into a meditation and that meditation was it for, for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that meditation allowed me to connect on a level that I had not experienced and it just felt like home. Mm-hmm. So I just could, I just went straight in on that journey. I didn't question it. I, I just woke up like, I, I know that I'm meant to be a healer everything that I was doing in my life before was to prepare me for something. There's mm-hmm. something coming. Um, so I just started to dive into that and I started to take the classes and then, and, and then I started to work with clients. This is the biggest question that I get. Everyone's like, how'd you get clients? And I'm, uh, they really just showed up at my door and yeah. they were like, it was just a knowing that we were meant to work together. Um, and they were showing me the gifts that I had and the abilities that I had in session. Mm-hmm. And it it has been a roller coaster. I don't even want to say a roller coaster. It's been like a locket launch, <laughs> like yeah. a, a launch straight up. Because um, that was just about three to four years ago, um, yeah. and it continued to unfold from there. And I just knew um, that this was my path. But also simultaneously, like in that, I gave it all up because there was like a deeper awakening that mm-hmm. was happening in me. And and that's where the book came through because let go of the clients and I was like well what is healing really you know I just started to go even deeper um, and that was a beautiful journey as well and then that's where the school was created from where it was like oh we are all healers like we are all just these innate beings that know how to do what we came here to do that know how to remember who we are that know how to heal our bodies that know how to align ourselves um, and then that know how to just radiate that to other people um, so that's kind of the long version of, yeah. of I came into that, but that pretty much sums it up. Well, tell us about the school since you brought it up. And also maybe tell us the type of healing work you were doing or are still doing. Yeah. So with the, with data healing, it was a modality where um, you would just go into meditation, you would connect to the theta wave. So you would connect to source energy and then you would utilize that source energy to heal your body. So you would just make commands that, you know, this is currently what's happening in my life show me the way for it to be cleared and to be healed. And then you would pull that energy into your body and you would feel it and you would see the change happening. Uh, and it was a beautiful modality that I worked with um, for that year. But something started to stir in me where I know I knew I had other abilities and there wasn't a mo- modality to fit the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that this, where the school that we created comes in, it kind of opens up that space. Like if you know you have abilities, but it doesn't fit into any modality that's out there, you you still know how to use it. You still know how to trust it and have faith in it. Because 
our minds are programmed in a way where we have to have like a framework or XYZ and it has to look this way to work with someone or else there's a lot of fear around it. Um, but I found that if I could just go in intuitively and do the other things that I knew were coming to me um, and seeing the, the result of it and just allowing that, I knew that each and every one of us had that and I call it with uh, the blueprint. I kind of just use that word because yeah. it kind of bridges for everyone, but it's just really the essence of your soul, like the essence of who you are yeah. coming with these specific gifts and abilities that cannot be defined. For so many, it cannot be defined. Um, and especially the kids coming in now, they have gifts and abilities that we have not ever seen. And mm -hmm. to put it, not do it justice, right? Mm -hmm. You can't call them a healer or a Reiki healer or a yoga practitioner. They're just a being. <laughs> like they are just a beautiful being. Um, and the school kind of uh, provides a really safe space for that, for other beings to to be in that space and explore all of that. So, the the first phase of the school is is mastering your blueprint, and that's a free course that we have because what happens is when we have experienced a lot of pain and trauma in our lives, we almost can't get past that, and we can't see the gift in it. Mm -hmm. And what healing did for me was seeing the gifts and all the pain and the trauma that I have experienced and it's been an intense lifetime uh, details yeah. from the very beginning mm -hmm. uh, I've had to overcome and heal a lot um, you know growing up in poverty and and having I'm, I'm a product of um, rape you know and just having all of, of that just all of that weight on your shoulders blocks you from seeing what the gift was in, in and um Sometimes that's a little shocking for people to actually put th those two things together, that something so horrific can also be a gift, but it can. It can, and if we were to transmute it, um, this, is, this is where humanity is headed. This is how we are going to be able to live our beauty and our greatness and, and all that we came here to be and not get stuck in this duality that's happening. Mm. Um, and of course, we'll go into more details on that later. Um, but if you can master that blueprint, because the challenges are part of the blueprint, not just the love and the light and, and the beauty, the challenges are part of that blueprint too. If you can see it and transmute that, then you'll open up to a new level of your gifts and then you can continue to go deeper. And then we have the second course, which is the eighth chakra activation, which I call that eighth chakra, just the gateway to infinity. We put a number on it just because people are used to the seven, you know? But it doesn't necessarily have to be a set in stone eight chakra. For me, it just eight is the number of infinity. Mm -hmm. It's that thing to all that you are, that cosmic consciousness, that that soul level being and above. Mm -hmm. We provide the space for um, people to just open up and feel free to, to clear whatever is being held and then expand into those deeper, deeper levels so that they can remember not only their source connection, but they can remember themselves as source you know, which for me is kind of that, that ultimate freedom um, and can open you up to so much more. And us as a collective, us as a human race can open us up to that connection that we all have to each other while still respecting our individuality. Uh, right. So, yeah, yeah, that's so beautifully said. Um, tell us like one or two questions that you ask people to help them understand their blueprint, their soul blueprint. Like, you know, if people are like, okay, that sounds really cool, but tell us like one question we could expect that will help us along on our journey. Yeah. So the main question and the, the most simplest question is what did you overcome in this lifetime? Like, what did you 
go through that gave you the strength that you have today because right. I, I we have worked with so many people in the school and like every being has been met with a challenge and has overcome it. and it's like just the power in that just shows you your blueprint it's like you went through a situation but you gained compassion mm. so compassion is your blueprint that compassion is your gift that joy that love what, whatever it is the resilience there's so many virtues that i can name that is your gift so what can we do to then release the pain of what you went through to fully transmute it so that you can harness the power of the gift come back into your wholeness come back into your essence release all of the fear so then the second question i ask is well then what is the fear if you fully release that pain if you fully release that trauma what are you afraid of like if you are fully open to receiving all that you are and you're able to do that what's the fear that comes up mm. and then with the fear then you can take the next step into becoming that and truly right. allow to receive all of that blueprint gift and whatever it is that needs to come in to assist you in this lifetime what do you find most people are afraid of? So in, in eight chakra, we, we outline um, eight of the fears, but to, to really boil it down, it's, it's the fear of the greatness. Mm, it's the yeah. power. Mm. There's fear that your power will change you or corrupt you. There's this fear that like you'll manipulate others with your power, but because that's what has been done to humanity for eons and generations, and that's just in the bloodline. But when you are coming into the remembrance of who you are, that is, that pure power incorporates all. And, and you could, it is impossible to harm another being from that energy. Right. You almost can't harm a fly. Like you'll think twice before you try to swat a fly. It's just, it's just in there, you know? Right, right. So that's the biggest thing that I see. It's that they're just afraid of that power. And they think that because of what they see reflected in society and what's happening right now with yeah. those in power they feel they might take on that same trait and once you can recognize that no way <laughs> there's right, no right. way you can step into that power and start becoming a powerful manifester and creator in your life right wow tell us what your thoughts are right now about what's going on in the united states um you're not currently right now in the united states obviously you live there um but right now you're not but tell us what what is coming up for you right now when you're seeing what's happening? Yeah. So um, I didn't know what really was happening until about a week ago. Mm -hmm. I left the States. Um, I left the States just about two, about three weeks ago. And, and I, I'm really not online a lot. And although I have an online presence, but I have people that assist me with that. Yeah, sure but I'm not engaging in what's happening. But my, my daughter is still in the States because she chose not to travel with me. Sometimes I jump around the country and she's like, I'm just going to stay at the, at the home base. And let yeah, you yeah. Uh, she's 15 now, so it's a whole different Walgreens. Um, uh, but she texted me and she's like, there are these riots and there's stuff happening and what are you going to do about it? She's always going to, she's always asking, oh. <laughs> you're healing this. Like, how are you assisting this? Uh, so, so she was making me aware of this. And when I started to tune into it, um, it's very simple. It's a collective healing. It's, it's a healing of the collective shadow. There, there has been things that were put in place from the very beginning of humanity, not just current events, but from the very beginning of humanity. 
how we were treated and, and what was done to our minds, I'm just gonna put it that way, for us to play this position of being secondary and allowing ourselves to give our power away because we didn't know better. Mm -hmm. There was so much of a veil that was present and, and you just, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. But right now there's this awakening that's happening and with the awakening that's happening, all the band-aids are being ripped off. So everything that we were using to cover or comfort or, you know, our consumption and whatever was happening that, that made us feel better and not want to look at these wounds, now that's being pulled off and we have to look at it and we have mm -hmm. to heal. And I would say for me personally, um, you know, I know that it's, it's mostly be around um, the African-American and, and Black population, but it, for me, this was something that I started healing because my people were um, enslaved. That's how Guyana was created. The British brought over Indians as slaves. And it's like, this is just something that every single colony, every single continent has been, like this has been going on forever. And I'm in Puerto Rico now, which is technically a colony of the United States, sure. you just put it like that. Right. Um, landing here I could feel the oppression of native peoples and there's like just not even the, the Taninos or whatever natives were here that essence is not even here it's kind of like a hidden essence and you'll see these kind of placed everywhere so what I feel is the it's just truth it's just an absolute truth that's being revealed and we're having to look in the mirror and say are we going to allow this to continue or are we going to create change and how are we going to do that? And what I feel needs to be put forward, especially the, the energy from those that have been on this path of healing and, and connecting to source energy and, and embodying that unconditional love and that compassion, we are being asked to step up to, to mediate this healing so that it doesn't have to continue to um, amplify, right? The violence doesn't have to amplify because there's a place that you could hold in your heart and in your being where you have compassion for both sides and you can see what has happened on both ends, but you clearly know what's not okay. You know, and, and as a parent, you know that, like when your child has done something, you love your child no matter what, but you go, that's not okay. Like, I love you, but that's not okay. We, we don't do that. We don't harm each other. We don't hit each other. You don't bite another kid. You don't hit another kid. And how is it that these adults cannot live by that principle? How? What has occurred in humanity that adults cannot abide by the simple principle of you do not harm another being? So this is brought to the surface. And, and both sides need to be held the side that is bringing it up and that has that anger and that rage, and then the side that can transmute that into compassion to show all sides of it. Because we are the same, but we are also all different and we are all unique and we are entitled to all the experiences that we have had. But at the same time, that doesn't have to put one against the other. Right. And we've been divided as, as a race. Humanity as a race has been divided from the very beginning of our history. And this is coming, what I feel like is a collective unification of humanity so that we can all awaken. And, and it looks very messy, just like the healing journey is. And it's very, very messy when I had to look at all the pain that I was holding onto and everything that was closing my heart off 
I cried so much to heal it and release it. The same thing with my my family's ancestry and my family's bloodline going back to just realizing what has happened. You know, there's a, there's deep pain and sorrow, but then there's the forgiveness mm-hmm. that comes. And, and then we can move to the other side, which is then creating, co-creating that reality that we want to exist in. So that's what I feel is happening. Yeah. Um, you know, so many people feel it and you don't have to be spiritual. Um, <laughs> like you don't have to be spiritual feel that compassion for what's happening um in my current cohort of of the school it's it's so diverse it's one of the most diverse groups that we've had because because even in spirituality and healing there's a lack of diversity oh my know? god so we don't even want to go into that that might be a whole other episode. yes girl yes <laughs> but i noticed that i'm like okay you know the people that are being drawn in are attracted and even though we put the signal out for everyone and all there's, there's this lack of diversity, but this cohort is the most diverse. And, um, you know, I don't want to give details because I always ask per- permission before yeah, sure. I publicly, um, but to see the level where everyone's coming in and to see how everyone is seeing the truth of what it is mm. that have been put against each other, but we're being played. We're being played like puppets and, and need to step into who we are as human beings and what i mean who we are is more than just the body more than just the personality more than just what we think we are right now or what we can perceive but we allow ourselves to access that greater version of who we are so we can stand in that truth but unified mm-hmm. and what being shown right now is that we're struggling to remember who we are and we're still playing that blame game you did me wrong mm-hmm. you and so now I'm going to take it out on you. And that's just like a toddler phase of being, you know, to- yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, you're acting like a bunch of toddlers or teenagers, you know, right. I was actually going to speak about this. I haven't, I haven't done any videos or made anything about it because I'm just, I'm, I was just sitting more in silence to send the energy out of what, mm. what I wanted to, to share, which is unconditional love and the unification and the harmonization. Yeah. Um, but when you feel into it, it's like everyone's acting like either toddlers or teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toddlers just throw fits and like toddlers riot. That's what they do, right? They, they don't do. Care. They riot. They do. You know, I, I deserve this. Uh-huh. So if I'm getting it. I'm going to riot. I'm just going to go in the cabinet and grab it and just right. take it. Teenagers know right from wrong, but they're going to do what they want to do anyway. And then they're going to justify why they did because they have right. a little more cognitive um understanding right so when are we going to step into being true adults the mature parent Mm. when are are we as as a race going to step into being that so that we can provide that mirror for our children not what they're seeing and and how can they how can we get through this if we can't see what we need to see for ourselves that we need to respond better that we to, to come from a higher perspective spiritual or not you don't have to believe that you have a soul you don't have to believe in god but you do have to believe in you wanting to be treated a certain way and then treating the other that same way right, right. no one no one say no one but from what i can see ha- that has happened it's still this game of of this this lower separation and and this this anger that almost like it's it's not true justice yeah not true justice there is true justice and there is a way that you can stand up and speak for what you believe in and incorporate all but 
you know, how many of us are really holding that? And so I've seen a couple of spaces and a couple of beings that are really holding that, but it's a couple out of, of, all, of, of, of how many hundreds of thousands. Sure. Yeah, it's loud right now. The polarity is loud, loud, loud. And just everything you're saying, I hope you do create that video. Um, you know, I hope it goes super viral because something you said that just like hit me right in my soul was holding space. And I just got goosebumps again about to say it. Um, holding space, holding the space for both sides and compassion and being that compassionate parent right? Not only for yourself, but for the world and for the people around you like that. I keep getting goosebumps like over and over again, <laughs> but um, that really resonated in sense, like what, where can we be right now? Where can we be of service? Where can we start to pull in this unity and, and really holding that space for everybody in compassion? Now that is a hard thing to do when you're fucking angry, right? And that's a hard thing to do when you've been really hurt, but what you've said so eloquently is in the healing process, you know, going to that place and understanding what you've learned and overcome is such a powerful place to be. And then using that power in a sense of compassion and, and, and action that's betterment for everybody and using your gifts and using your blueprint and using your soul, like uh, all of that is um, so powerful. And I like make the video because I think people need to hear that. They need to hear the, um, the place of unity rather than just the, the polarity of both sides. So thank you for sharing all that. I think that will really resonate with a lot of people. Cause I feel both sides. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I get it. You know, number one, there are a lot of white people that are suffering from what their ancestors did and they didn't play a part in it directly, you know, and they're things for it. That's not okay either. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, happening in the african-american community that has been hidden especially with the prisons and like just so much right it's run so deep right that's not okay either but but to throw blame back and forth is not going to create the solution that needs to be created and you know yeah. it's the together that's going to create the solution absolutely i'll tell just a really quick personal story to give some perspective i think also just to deepen like what you're saying and make sure people really are hearing it so me and my husband just had like a pretty heated conversation. This is like the first moment our kid is out of the house. We can talk about what's actually going on in the world. And um, basically it boiled down to this moment of my husband being, you know, he's a white male. He's the person who's being pointed at the most, you know, and so there is fear that comes up for him and he's being honest and vulnerable and open to all of that, which I commend him for. Um, and in the conversation, you know, I just want to, I reassured him that, you know, I'm not going to go and confront every white male racist that I see out here in Idaho. You know what I'm saying? If you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. um, even though I feel like it, right. So I'll just say this really quickly. Uh, and you know, we were driving down the street and there was a big pickup truck, you know, raised pickup truck with the flags in the back. And, you know, it just, all the images, you know, that is like the epitome of what it looks like to be racist. Right like the wrongdoing racist, not just like the subtle, like I accept white supremacy. Um, and in my body, in my being, it was like this reaction, like, oh, anger, you know, and hatred. And, and how could it, how, why would you ever feel like that? But in the same breath, in the same token, it was like my higher self, my intuition, the, the truth of who I am was like, girl, that's not the way. It's not the way, like I could actually see visually, you know, the, the, the 
combat combative experience and energy between hate and hate in that one slice of a moment and knew I would never make change. I would never make his life different if I met him with hate, if I met him with anything that's equal to what he's putting out. It would be, it would takes me to be compassionate. It takes me to be rise above and be coming from a place of intentional compassion action rather than additional hate. So I'm just sharing that story to just kind of reaffirm what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect because this is like a real life example. And and usually like when we're here and we're having these conversations, the question that comes in is, but how? And you just proved how, like in that moment, just do it. There were so many experiences after I, I went through my awakening and my healing process and I knew that I wanted to, um, I'm going to use the word ascend, right? Like, like I don't, I don't want to use ascension because that's a whole other thing. But like, I knew that I wanted to elevate in my being, and I knew that I no longer wanted to have these hateful, angry experiences like take over. And there were so many things that came in to test that, especially with my daughter, especially having a teenager, and then especially just very serious situations with um, people trying to harm her, or you know. teenagers have it really rough because that's I I feel like who's silently suffering right now are are the teenagers in the school because there may be teenagers or not even teenagers just kids in general that like they're they have never seen each other as white and black and now all of this is coming up and they're like whoa what what is this about um and my daughter has that experience she she used to go to a school that was um all black and she was like the only Puerto Rican and that was a whole experience for her, uh, but also being half Puerto Rican and half Indian and like, just, you know, they're the ones that are experiencing all of this. Um, mm. And I had to teach her how to hold that, you know, how when this person is bullying you, because this, this has been happening in schools, right? What's happening publicly with riots, this has been happening with schools amongst kids forever, you know, since I was a child also, the same thing. Right. And it, with whites that didn't fit in with blacks and there's bullying they hate each other i like both now i'm i'm the problem yeah this is nothing new this is right. nothing like a this is a pandemic in itself sure. right yeah and so i would just teach her how to in that moment take a deep breath and go into meditation instead of having a reaction see, like feel both open your heart and feel both mm. you know and if we can just if that was something that was just taught <laughs> If that was the training that we were given, we wouldn't be. Yeah, no, we would not. (laughs) (laughs) So it's as simple as that, because then she opens up to that and now she is the mediator. Wow. You know, which is, for me, it's beyond amazing. I can't wait for her to write her book. But (laughs) for real, yeah. But but this is then now how we create those new generations where this is not a problem, where they're not experiencing this. Um, And these real life examples is just what it takes. You yeah. have to take responsibility and just step up in that moment and say, I'm not going to be like the other person. Right. I'm not giving them back what they're giving to me because this is what creates the problem. So thank you for that. I mean, thank you because this is just what we need. Yeah. And, and well, thank you. And, and, and I think, you know, it does start at home. I think a lot of people, the narrative also, you know, you're not on social media, um, but uh, one of the narratives is that, you know, okay, white people, we see you, we see you stepping up, but like, take it home you know, have those conversations. And what you said is, is, you know, 
opening your heart up to both sides, right? And then you will really be able to be um, holding space for the change that's happening and the healing that's happening on every front. Um, And I think right now, a lot of the conversations that are being had is shameful, guilty white people, you know, saying, oh my God, what should we be doing? And then there's the black side who's saying, you've hurt me so long, you know, I'm here and I'm going to be powerful and I'm going to be loud as I should be, but I'm angry, right? Mm -hmm. And talking all about that. But if both people can open up their hearts to both sides, potentially there is this, you know, space that we can hold for everybody to heal together. God, that would be in a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, Maybe if there's more healers of the world, right? And to your point, and to your school, and to your book, and really everything that you're standing for, that we can really live in this unity and harmony. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> and I know, like, the thing is that I just know in my being that it's possible. Because mm. on the flip side, like, I, you know, it's very interesting because on my team, my partner, um, she's African American. She's just like, I have nothing to say right now. Like, I don't yeah. know. What- people I don't even know what to say to my parents like right, you know right. speak for her but we we did say we were gonna do like a live stream or something talking about it yeah. um you know and then we we have on our team you know one um one of the women she's German and so that's a whole different perspective right. Derby. and so it's like we're here like well what do we do we don't feel this because we know we've been working on this right. for a long time like right. we've seen and, and all the work that we came together to do in the school is about this very thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Healing the bloodline, healing the ancestry, healing the DNA, healing the hate, t- raising the frequency, raising the vibration for you to see everything unified for us to come together and be able to sit together. That we're not changing what we're doing. What we've been doing for the past three years has been building up for what's coming up collectively. So we're like, we're ready. Yeah. We're ready. We knew this was going to come. We right. knew this happen in some way how do we assist you know what's the best way to assist to to hold healing circles or to provide um healing with the the bloodline which is that's probably a live stream that we are going to do actually we just sat down and looked at the date for that that's coming up very soon um but i will actually i will provide you with that link for you yeah. i don't know but yes Please i think that's a great thing um because i'm just utilizing all the work that i did healing my ancestry and mm-hmm. and line from just the slavery and the oppression so I want to take that same thing and just kind of broaden it to all the absolutely um so that's that's what we're coming together so like all the races like we're coming together and like well how do how do we do this we're not going to post anything about um this this versus this no Mm. it's like how do we come together how do we all sit together and face each other and heal Mm -hmm. and forgive Mm -hmm. because that is for us where that like amplification of power is going to just be exponential you know right, right. now these, these things here almost are putting us in more duality you know like, oh, oh yeah I'm this and this and this is you know oh i didn't know this like okay but that's putting us in more duality and there is um a force that created that and now it's like coming all the way down to our level and we're almost forced to clean up a mess that we did not create and we right. just got programmed and locked and tied into it so now our responsibility is just to clear that programming from our being and our mind all in higher self because mm-hmm. higher self always knows what to do she always self, does always <laughs> always yeah and just opening up to surrendering to that um and actually i did want to talk about surrender because mm-hmm. 
in the spiritual community, and I know that a lot of um, your audience are that's this is their journey. Um, mm-hmm. The hardest thing to do is surrender, mm-hmm. right? Like, the hardest thing it seems to do is just to surrender. In that moment where you're broke, when you're sad, when you're crying, when the bank account doesn't match, the partner is leaving. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing to do is surrender. You want to go straight into the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when I feel into like where that comes from, it's because when we have surrendered as as a collective or race before, the outcome was not great. Mm-hmm. It was not gave our power away as women, as African Americans, whatever race we are, to some other being or some other power. And they took and advantage. Yeah, and that's what in our subconscious, our collective subconscious surrender is is giving away the power. So we can just rewrite that and create a new download, right? Like create like this new knowing yeah. that true surrender means allowing your true power to come in from higher self. Right. And that possible and that you'll be able to do that without having someone take advantage of you. Right. That opening to higher self, the anger no longer needs to exist. The rage no longer needs to exist. That compassion just can come in in that moment and you can just embody that in that right. moment. Completely understand the resistance to surrender because why, of course, if you look at history, of course, why would you want to surrender anything? Right. But, but true surrender is opening up to higher self. Right. And what it is collectively is that there's a disconnect between the collective and their higher self. Mm-hmm. So for me, my main focus and my main direction in these times is just opening that 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 connection to higher self because I know that's going to create the solution for many. Um, beautiful. Girl, you, you keep on marching. You keep on <laughs> doing it. I'm there. Whatever support you need, I mean, I will be right there behind you supporting everything that you're doing because yes, 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 yes to all of that. Yes, we need that connection to source. We need to remember. One of the things I say about meditation is there's really nothing to learn and there's everything to remember. It's not like, and and we've built this society, like how do I get better? How do I get the best? You know, it's really not about that. It's just about remembering your true nature and, and your connection to source and that you are source. You're just this individualized experience and, you know, you're awesome. Okay. I am running out of time per usual, but I want to be mindful of your time. I have a few just questions that I wanted to, um, to ask you, uh, and let's see. Okay. Who, who are your teachers? Who are you looking to, you know, that, or maybe who, who, who helped you, um, guided you in in your spiritual awakening and your awakening? Like who are the teachers that you're like, okay, that's my, that's my teacher. You know, I want to rewrite that because I, I just want like all of that to just be deleted and go higher self knows best, right? So like no yeah. matter to where I am now yeah. or what it's like, my higher self always knew best because there was so, so much that I gained and then had to delete anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, just to be honest, there were so many and I had that devotion, especially being raised Hindu. It's all about devotion to the deities and the goddess and the Om and the chanting and the and then, and then I, I had to delete that because it was like, mm, but that's not my highest, highest expression that there's just more of me. Um, and in our school, we just talk about finding your own tone. Yeah. So for me, my tone is my teacher. And I know yeah. that my, tone, my essence is one of compassion, which is why I can speak the way that I speak about all of these things and hold that and know that I'm holding that in my being. Right. Um, and my tone is going to be the teacher in, in every interview that I do and in, in every live stream, you know, no matter what I'm doing, whatever other book that I'm putting out, because there is another one that's coming soon. 
um, the collective is providing great material. Right yeah, now. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> For release of information is like an indicator that like we are ready to wake up and, and yeah. step into it. So like, it's me, right? Like my biggest yeah. teacher, me and the reflection of this reality. Yeah. There's every single reflection in this reality has been my greatest teacher. I love um, that. And then the third one would be my daughter, of course. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know before this, before we hit record, we were talking about how, you know, kids are literally like, they are just coming through with this force of truth and honesty and, you know, the, the biggest mirror anybody could ever witness is, is their children. Um, I love how you reframed that. Thank you. Because I mean, the show is called inner guidance daily. You know, it's, it's the whole intention is to guide people back to your higher self, the truth of who you are, and let that be the guiding light in your life and to light the path for others, you know, so that they can also see that as well. Um, this guru mentality where there's this one master who knows all the things and you must learn from that master. You know, I think it's kind of, it served its purpose. And now people are seeing that I do know best for me, which is brilliant. Okay. Last question. Um, what I asked this for everybody who joins the show, what is one belief that you, if you could like instant download, everybody could have this belief in their minds. What would that belief be? <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> you are beyond worthy. It's like, there's a thing like, I am worthy of this. And I'm, no, like you are beyond all of that. You, you are beyond worthy. And in, in so many facets of the way that could be taken, right. you know, right. That just, cause that's what I, that's what I hold in, in, in my heart every day. Like, because when I do step up with this power, like in the beginning, everybody's like, well, who do you think you are? And like, how do you hold this? And I'm like, I, this is just who I am. And this is just who I am. Like, whatever. Right. Um, and then when I feel into, because of that compassion nature, like what I see reflecting and when I see others that are not accessing that, mm -hmm. there is part of me that is like, you know, having to hold that, like, it's a little bit of sadness. Like, it's, it's just a little bit of like, I know your potential and I know, mm -hmm. you know, what you're asking for. Um, but then the knowing of the journey that it takes and how individual that journey is. So I kind of just hold that with me, like whenever I have that, because in these times, and even with the pandemic that was happening, and I didn't let any of it touch me. Like, I, I had no fear. I, I could see right through everything. I was like, I know the plan. I know, you know, all of these things, whatever. Yeah. Let these things play out. My body has immunity codes to everything. I'm just going to activate that. I've been traveling. I have not stopped. Yeah. Um, I, I do take into consideration other beings, and I will wear a mask because I don't, you know, but like I know for myself, like mm -hmm. I'm not in that everybody else is in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. bubble but you know for me what really allows me to anchor in that and just trust that is just this like I'm just beyond worthy like I'm source energy mm. and I know this is what I came here to do and no matter what is being reflected or who's saying anything to me I know my heart is pure I know my intent is pure and I know that I am allowed to create my reality in the way that I've been creating it because it has been beyond beautiful and magical mm -hmm. um this will be a collective experience very soon. Right? Like I'll keep holding it so that it is this collective experience. Mm. Um, and so I really want to leave so many people with that because I know that so many of us stay where we are because we don't want to leave anybody behind, you know, and we want to relate to them and we want them to know that we understand and love them. 
but I want everybody to know that you don't have to stay there with them or else we just all stay there together. Right. And it takes a few of us to just leap and then everybody else will leap with us yeah. once what is created and what's possible. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And thank you for leaving us with that final message. It's just so well received and I think it will really, really resonate with a lot of people. So Hema, thank you so much. Your light in the world keeps shining bright and I'm so honored you are here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this conversation. Thank you for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily and for showing up for yourself and connecting to your own inner guidance during this time. There is the possibility of having peace within and opening your heart to be compassionate to all sides. And she asks a really great question, you know, what has happened in humanity that adults are not living by the simple principle, you do not harm another being? And a a lot of great questions come from this conversation that I hope you have space and time to be self-reflective on. As always, thank you for joining Inner Guidance Daily. If you need anything, you can reach out to me always at lauren at innerrebel.co. I'm so honored and grateful that you're here. Be well, stay safe, and I'll see you soon.